The Sports Career Podcast, episode 253. What are the benefits of working abroad in the sports industry? Hello Sports Achiever and welcome back to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. I'm your host Ed Bowers and if you're struggling with regards to starting your career in the sports industry, check out my mini course. In seven videos I share how you can discover and get started with your sports career journey right away. So if you want more information about this mini course, go to education2sport forward slash mc and check it out in that link. Now, Getting back to today's episode, as always, my goal each week is to provide you a person who's an expert in a particular sector in the sports industry that can help with your career development, interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Christopher Addison. Christopher is the Customer Experience Assistant at Golf National, where he specialises in the marketing and sales and customer experience at the golf club. But what's fascinating about Christopher's sports career journey is he comes from Scotland, but he took the leap of faith with regards to working abroad in France. For that reason, it's such a pleasure to have him on the podcast show. That's when today's episode, Christopher will share his sports career journey and explain to you the benefits of working abroad in the sports industry. Christopher, it's such a joy to have you on the podcast show. Please you share to listeners your sports career journey. When did it all start? Okay, well, firstly, thanks for having me on, Ed. Um, I've managed to listen to a few of the podcasts already and, and everyone that you've had on has been really interesting, so I hope I can add something something useful today. Like many people in the sports industry, the the journey started from a young age where you, have, uh, you start to get interested in playing sports. I always thought I would like to be in and around a sports club. Um, once you realise you're maybe not quite good enough to play professional world, you think, well, if I could be involved in sport in some way, that would be brilliant. So after finishing school, I decided to, to study sport at um, the University of Stirling. I did four years there. Mm-hmm. Um, the course was, was a quite a general course. Uh, we did a bit of everything that comes under sports, sport management, sports marketing, sports coaching, sports media, sports history. After that, start to get an idea of, of which area you enjoyed most and would like to continue, which for me was the sports marketing and sports management side of things. And uh, since then, I've been trying to, to continue in this direction. And it's really interesting. Just going back to your childhood, out of interest, what sports did you participate in? From a young age, first one was football, and then shortly after, I got into golf. To be honest, those were the only two sports I really participated in, apart from the PE at school, where you do a bit of everything. I did enjoy some other sports, volleyball, badminton, but, but never to the same level as football or golf. So I think those were the only two I ever had any interest in trying to progress in. 
And just from your education perspective, as you know, this show is always sort of tailored to sport graduates or people studying sports so they can apply it into the industry. Looking back now, because your degree program was so broad, how helpful was that to provide you options? Then let's say niching down into one specific area, let's say sports management as the example. Um, looking back, it was, was that helpful with the decisions in what you're currently doing now out of interest? I hope that makes sense. No, absolutely. No, you're, you're spot on. I would say that by going to study a sports degree, you are going, although you know you're interested in sports and that's that's your passion, you know, you're a little bit unknown. There's some subjects that you won't have discovered yet at the age of sort of 16, 17. And it is something that enables you to, to narrow down your area of focus and area of interest. And you just never know, you might find something that you just never thought of. So I think that that's a real benefit starting off, trying to start off a bit, a bit broader. That way as well, you leave yourself open. You're not putting too much pressure on yourself to, to say, oh, I have to go down the sports coaching route, or if I'm not coaching, I'll, I'll not enjoy. There's plenty of aspects of sport that you can enjoy. So I think it is good to start off broadly. And just going forward now, could you just paint the picture from an experience standpoint of your sports career journey? Yeah, of course. So after finishing my undergraduate degree, I was working already in the in a, a sports uh, leisure centre um, where I was a manager, which was good experience in, in learning how to manage uh, manage people and meet customer expectations and definitely a, a good stepping stone to then go into um, the golf world, which, as I said, having played it from a young age, it was something I always wanted to do. I moved to work at a course in Scotland called Trump Turnberry, which is uh, very well known in the golf world. They've had the, the British Open four times, five-star hotel and golf resort. So that was another great way to learn um, about hosting some big events, dealing with very high expectations, uh, the history side of things. I then, with golf being very seasonal in Scotland due to the weather, I decided to go back and continue studying, doing a master's degree in management and marketing. Um, like I said, that was what I enjoyed from undergrad. And I thought, well, I'll try and continue to improve my understanding in, in these areas. And that'll continue to help support, uh, you know, to, to improve my day-to-day my -day job. Um, so in the winter period, I went back and done this master's degree, came back to Turnbury for another season, and which was really, really good. Took about a year to do the master's program at uh, the University of Dundee. Got into a bit more of the experience and marketing world it was actually due to, to listening to a podcast. I listened to a podcast uh, with a guy called Mark Bradley, who runs the Fan Experience Company and helps football clubs to assess their fan experience and, and look at ways that they can improve their marketing, marketing activities and help to make football clubs in, in the UK and in Europe more sustainable and, and grow their attendances. That was another great experience. Having now finished the master's degree, I was looking for a more permanent role, which finally led me to where I am today, which is um, 
at Le Golf National in Paris, most recent host of the Ryder Cup. And that's now just over two years that I've been here. So that's a sort of brief summary of how I arrived at where I am today. Christopher, we'll talk in more detail how you ended up in France. But just going back in time, there's one area I do want to dig deep in because I find it interesting. That first manager role you had, out of interest from an experience standpoint, how did you develop your communication skills, which have supported you now, I assume? Yeah, no, it's definitely... uh... It's an interesting experience because you're going from being one of the team where you're often working with a lot of friends and people you get on with quite well to then being in charge and being responsible. And it's it's about trying to adjust your tone of voice to know that I'm still going to be your friend before and after work and even during work. But it's about adjusting your tone of voice to know when you're being serious and when there's a, a moment to be to be more professional. Um, at the same time, you, you don't try and let the, the power go to your head. And now that you can give instructions and, and tell people what to do, because I think that way, you know, you you lose the respect of the team if you, if you come in and, and start barking orders. So I think it's a, a slow process, but being confident enough to to let people know that you're in charge but still ultimately it's a team game in any in any industry and particularly in the sports world just from a slow process perspective could you just go in depth for what you mean because i think this is really important what you're sharing just for people listening in because now you work in the golf industry being a manager you know it could relate to any industry sector so for people who are at university or who are getting experience you know, these sort of skills are applicable, And I just want to highlight that point. What I mean by slow process is, is that you're still learning yourself. You know, you're, you're, you're either still studying or you're just finished studying. And there's certain situations which will come up and, and you've never had the experience of dealing with them. So when you're communicating with your team, you know, you want to, to build confidence. You want to do your tasks in a in a good manner. You know, I've always tried to take the approach of you're never you're never too big to do anything, even if you if you don't want to do a, a, a task that might not be the the prettiest or the most rewarding. But I think it's yeah, it's about slowly building up and and using any experience you've had uh, when you've been maybe part of the the wider team and and using that to go forward. Fantastic. So thank you so much for sharing that. Just with regards to the decision of doing your master's, there could be a few listeners listening going, I'm on the fence. Shall I do a master's after my undergraduate? Shall I get some work experience after and then do my master's later? Could you just share the decision of you doing a master's? And was there, was there any benefits of getting some experience first before just doing your undergrad, then doing your master's straight away? I just think this is a huge topic that people are sort of on the fence from a decision standpoint. Absolutely. I remember, you know, I, I was on the fence myself and I think looking back, I would say having a break after finishing your undergrad does no harm at all because yeah, you get this professional experience. You also give yourself a little bit of a break from from studying. You know, it, it's you, you've just done four years or three years in, in England and especially the last year is very, very demanding, especially the Asian. And I think that's why so many people probably are on the fence because 
the work that's involved, you, you tell yourself, well, I'm never going to study again. That was, that was terrible. Um, but once you, you've had a little break and you've thought about it, you realize, well, oh, it's actually worth, worth doing. I've learned quite a few things. It's going to add more to my CV. Why not? It's going to help me grow, grow my network as well and, and meet other people. And it's not going to be for everyone. If you do get the opportunity to get into a, an industry and, and you see some, some way to progress and learn from the people around you, then that's also very, very beneficial. So it's not by any means the only way, but I, I would definitely recommend it. I think the key lesson is it's, a, it's an option that people may not have thought of, like including myself, because I haven't got a master's, but it, it's only now where I've, I'm sort of thinking, oh, should I now, just because of the experiences I've had. And I think that's what I want to show the listeners is you've got a choice. Um, and But it's important to be proactive, like really quickly talking about being proactive. When you reached out to Mark Bradley, like what were your objectives from that learning experience perspective? Uh, because I, I had Mark on the show, he's fantastic. And what inspired you to reach out to him after listening to that podcast? Ties in quite nicely because I, I, what inspired me was one, being a massive, massive football fan. You know, Mark talks about football in such an engaging and passionate way that you can only listen. And whilst doing my master's degree, one of the modules was uh, a module called customer experience design. And we worked in groups and we had to assess the visitor experience of it was actually two kind of random, it was quite random places. Uh, one was um, Nine Wells Hospital, which is up in Dundee, and another place was a, gar- a garden centre. So in this sense, it wasn't at all related to sport, but it's the first time that I'd actually kind of broken down the customer journey, looking for information online, how to get there, what time they're open, um, arriving there, where do you park? Um, if you're coming by public transport, where where do you get off the bus? Where do you get the train? Um, were they nice when you got in there? What was there to do? Is it clearly signposted? All these little areas. And when listening to Mark talk about these issues um, from a football perspective, having having been to a lot a lot of football matches. Uh, from a young age, I thought, well, this is this is perfect. This would be a, a great person to, to contact and say, you know, I'm really passionate about this area and uh, I would like to learn more. Um, so that that yeah, it was just completely by 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 accident, but it's uh, Mark's uh, turned out to be really good a good contact and a, and a great friend as well. Absolutely, and just from a hindsight perspective, how has that supported you now in the current work you're doing in the golf industry? The work with with Mark. Yeah, well, just from that little case study of going to the garden centre and breaking it all down, how has that supported you working at Golf National? I think what, what's helped me now is realising, um, I think when you're, you're starting out, you kind of, you're only worried about your own perspective. So if you want to go somewhere with, with friends or family and you're thinking about doing, uh, going to a football match, going to play a golf club, you know, you would just think about it from your own point of view. Do, doing this work opened up my mind a bit to to think about the number of different types of groups that would come. For example, to come and play the golf national, it might be a young a young guy with some of his mates, but then it can be a family, it can be a retired person, it can be a complete beginner who doesn't know anything about golf. It can be 
someone from the local area. It can be someone from uh, 2,000 miles away. So it, it opened my mind to, under, to try and understand more that all these different types of people are coming and, and we need to adapt the, the experience accordingly to offer them a, a, a good a good experience of coming here. Absolutely. And I, I want to carry on with this conversation here because, you know, you probably hear, probably on my show, this word passion comes a lot with us working in this industry. But we'll talk about you, how you got to France very shortly because it's a f- phenomenal story. But with regards to getting hired, like by you learning fan engagement and like that garden centre story, when you go to the golf club now, you can apply those principles there. And that's what the golf club want if they want to get more people turning up like you said from a family experience from a guy or a a lady bringing their friends like that is what people want meaning you getting hired right like it's not you working there just because you have a passion for golf you brought something to the table can you just emphasize that point of when you work anywhere particularly in the golf industry you've got to bring something to the table of how you add value to that organization than just having a love for golf yeah, exactly. Sometimes when when you tell people that you work at, uh, at a, a big golf course, that they think you're just out playing every day. You know, it's not at all. Uh, we are fortunate. Sometimes we can play, but yeah, you're you're here to work. And although your your passion for golf means you can have good conversations with people, it will help you build relationships. It will demonstrate your passion and your understanding of the game. You know, ultimately, we're here to ensure that that people visiting have a good experience, want to come back, want to share their experience online and want to introduce others to come and, come and visit. Um, your education is going to give you the, the understanding of, of some things that you can put in place to, to try and do this. You know, you could be a really, really passionate golfer who plays every day or watches it on the telly, but you're not going to have this understanding of the customer experience, of, of marketing, of uh, gathering data, all the little technical things, of managing people. So there's, there's 100% you need to have the the other side than, than just uh, being a passionate golfer. I hope people are taking notes. Cheers, Christopher, for that, because I just find with that, Honestly, my learning lesson today so far is that garden, you know, garden experience, uh, if that makes sense. But look, one thing I want to touch on as well, we had a, a real good discussion on this on our first of a WhatsApp call. Like, how has building a network supported you with regards to your career development? The, the best advice I could give about building your, your network is it, it does help you to develop your career. And, and ultimately, that's, that's why I've, I've been able to, to come over to France. But it's it's about building up a network of people that you can just go to for advice or for for learning purposes. As I said, you know you're still learning very much after you finish uh, your studies. You might have a good degree, you might have had good grades, but once you get into the professional world, there's there's plenty to learn, and you want to be able to to put theory into practical. Um, if you start looking up people that are working in the, the industry you'd like to go into and, and then most of them you'll find they're willing to give up their time so there's definitely more so I'd say that you can learn f- from their own experience because they've been in the industry for longer and then 
uh, sometimes that leads to to opportunities for your career as well, which is which is great. Absolutely. Now we better get to the story. Now, how did you get in France? How are you working in France? Can you just share that story that you shared with me with regards to the process of how you managed to be working where you currently are? Yeah, of, of course. So, um, like I said a little bit earlier on, I was I'd finished my masters. Um, I was already working at a golf club in Scotland and then to meet to meet Mark at the fan experience company. So I was doing a little bit of of weekend work with him when the football matches were on, ready to go back and start another golf season. But having now finished the the study and I was looking for something permanent and full time. I had started to be a lot more active on LinkedIn at this time. I thought it was really interesting that you could find in the world you wanted to go into and, and see their title and, and see kind of how they'd got to where they are. Because it wasn't too long after the Ryder Cup, I just, I can't even remember how I found it. Um, my, my ex-boss now, but I found my ex-boss Paul on LinkedIn and I had started to send a lot of people messages explaining my current situation that I'd finished studying. I had I would like to progress a career in the, the marketing and management of sport, preferably in, in football or golf, playing my experiences already. I just sent them this message on LinkedIn. And then about a week later, I got an email to say uh, if I would be willing to discuss the the project I had done in my um, master's degree, which was... Uh, based on my experience at, at Turnberry, some of the modules I'd done with assessing uh, how to improve operations due to due to customer experience design. Thought, oh, that, that, that's interesting because they didn't actually mention any jobs. They just wanted to discuss this project. And I thought, well, they've just had the Ryder Cup. So it's funny that they're contacting someone in, the, in Scotland. You know, they must have some... Uh, pretty good people on the team and they must be doing pretty well already. I, one of the guys here, Philippe, who's, who's now the general manager, phoned me up and and we talked a little bit about the project and golf in Scotland. And then they, uh, they just said, well, if you'd like to come over and work here, you, you can come over. And uh, I said, well, that would be, it was very much just on the spot on the phone. And I thought that would be, I would love to. At this stage, I didn't have any, any of the details, but it was just, so well, if you're willing to, why don't you come over and start working here? And uh, at that point, I warned him, well, you know, I can't speak any French. And he just said, if you can say bonjour, you'll be fine. And uh, we laughed at that. And and then uh, and then uh, he got back in touch a week or so later. Brilliant, Christopher. Thank you so much for sharing. And it so relates to today's podcast topic. Reflecting now, what are the benefits of working abroad in the sports industry relating to your experience? I think obviously it's it's a common theme where you, you know it's getting out your your comfort zone, um, professionally and personally. At the time, it's quite scary and quite daunting. Uh, first few weeks are difficult, but once you get your feet settled and and into the job and 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 realize that it's very much, you know, as I said, it's we're all trying to do the same thing. It's just in a different country. We want to offer a good golf experience and get more people to come and play. I think it's obviously you're, you're introducing yourself to a new a new world of people. The, the contacts that you're able to make 
And I think most importantly is it's nice. You do take a bit of pleasure in, in being um, a little bit different. I'd say it's a good way to differentiate yourself from obviously the team here. The majority are French. There's a few other internationals, but at the moment I'm the only one from the UK. Um, so anytime people come to visit or you have meetings, etc., you know, it's something that, that stands out straight away that you aren't French. And, and that's a that's a conversational starter right there. So it's it's really it's a, it's an incredible experience, and I could probably talk about it a lot more. I'm not sure if you've got any more questions on that. Yeah, I'd love for you just to go deep. You just said it there a little bit, but just for the listeners listening in, um, looking back, how have you going out your comfort zone benefited you now? So when there's more challenges ahead of you, you've experienced this one. So getting out your comfort zone is part of the career development. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's- it's getting out your you're getting out your comfort zone, but it's 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 also another way to to continue your learning because you'll find due to culture, certain things are done in certain ways. So, I mean, I only I only had the opportunity to work at at one golf club in Scotland, but I would imagine that if you went, you know, I played at the other ones, and you know, it's it's a similar experience at most of them and coming here due to different cultures it, it, it's, it's different uh, people expect different things so it's then another way as i said earlier about understanding different groups of people to to improve your your understanding of of, of what these different groups of people would like from their from their experience could you give an example i know i'm putting you on the spot but i just love i find this interesting what you're talking about particularly the culture of sport yeah so a good cultural example would be um for example in, in france food and beverage side of things is very much before and after the golf um they don't really want or expect food and beverage to be available when they're playing. They want to concentrate on playing golf. And having been at Turnbury, we had a lot of Americans, um, a lot of British, obviously, you know, as part of their experience, they're looking for somewhere to stop during the course to eat and have something to drink. Way house, you know, which is, which is quite classic at, at home. And, uh, depending on, on course layout and stuff sometimes the ninth hole you know is in the middle of nowhere but it's, it's not part of the expectation here you know so again for me i was a little bit surprised coming over that, that there wasn't a halfway house here and then you know as as, as, as i told you i was explained well it's, it's not the culture here you know they, they don't want to stop so we uh we concentrate on the before and after and uh and that, that's just a great example, I think, of, of different cultures and, and different expectations. I think that's a fantastic example. And so much for sharing that. Particularly, I play a bit of golf and I have to put my hand up. There's nothing better than a baiting butty halfway through a round um, to get focused on the back nine. Look, Christopher, out of interest, what have you enjoyed the most from your sports career journey looking back right now? I think I've enjoyed the most is probably the meeting people. I mean... You get to work with some some great people, people that have had some amazing experiences from from being part of uh, big sporting events. They can tell you some great stories. 
So the, the storytelling's really, really good. Fortunately, it wasn't here during the Ryder Cup, but some of the guys here were inside the locker rooms, etc. when Europe won, and, you know, they get to share these moments with, with um, some of their heroes. Uh, one of the guys here is Spanish, and, you know, he, he said uh, when Europe won the Ryder Cup, um, Sergio Garcia came straight over and gave him a massive hug, and they were able to share champagne and I thought, that, that's, that's incredible you know what an experience that must have been for for someone you know from the same country being able to ship you know where else that would happen I've also in, enjoyed the the feeling of there's always an opportunity around the corner um once you get into the sports world you'll find it is very connected um if you work hard keep trying to increase your learning, add to your CV, then you'll find people putting good words for you. And then you don't have this this feeling of, well, I'm going to be sort of stuck in a in an office job for, for the next 15, 20 years. You, you really do feel that I could go anywhere I would like, or, or you just never know what's going to come around the corner. Just quickly on that point, you've just said that there's always an opportunity around the corner from your experience, you have done this, but how important is it to be adaptable? It's very important because ultimately, if, if you are motivated and you would like to progress up up the ladder, it shows you're willing to to give things a try. Um, I think that that's the most important thing I could say is you, you just never know what you might learn from a certain experience. It might not you're never going to go into an opportunity and think 100% this is going to be brilliant every day. I'm going to be doing amazing, interesting things. There's always little things you, you do that aren't the most exciting or most interesting, but you just never know what you, you can take away from that. Absolutely. Look, I really do hope the listeners are taking notes. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. Now, Christopher, you provided a lot of guidance, some great case study stories. I've also loved how you shared your experience from your education, how you've applied it. But with regards to this inspirational question, what three tips would you give to the listener with regards to literally starting their career in the sports industry today? What would they be? So I would start off with assessing where you are at the moment. Think about what skills you'd like to improve and and who or how you can do that. So who you can contact, as I said earlier, or what online courses are available um, in order. A good, a good way, if you're, if you're not sure about well, what skills would I need to, to take on a certain role is off. What I've done previously is you might see a sort of more senior position advertised. And if you look at the job spec, that will give you a good indication of, well, that's what they're looking for. I might not have these skills or I might not have that experience yet, but that, that's roughly what they're looking for. So that gives you a good indication of, well, I can go away and start working towards that. Second bit of advice I would say is, is know, your, know your subject as well as you can. Best way I've found to do this is listening to, to podcasts, to be honest. So like, you're, like the, the one that I'm on today. As we said earlier, it's great to have a passion for, for sport and that, that will help you come across very well. But ultimately, you need to, to know what you're talking about and, and, and how you can add something to the business and how you can help the business to grow. Always useful if you've got practical examples to show uh, this understanding. Um, 
again, again, it can just be something that you've learned or, or some article that you've seen online. Uh, if you haven't yet had the experience yourself, uh, you can you can use examples from other sports, other other businesses. There's, there's no problem with that. And then lastly, I would say any ideas that come into your head it can often be any any time of day or night. Write them down. If you write down your ideas, if you have an idea for an event, for a marketing strategy, for a communication strategy, for something that you think will improve the the business you're currently in, write it down because although it happened many times for me, I've gone with an idea to the, the boss here or in, in previous jobs as well. And for whatever reason, it's not possible and take it too personal. It's, it's not to get too downhearted, write these things down and it can just come back at another time. And that way you're going to have uh, what I've found. You, you start building up a real sort of notebook of, of knowledge and ideas that, because often I think, you know, you find someone's going to, well, what would you do differently or, or how would you improve things? And if you don't have anything to say, then, you know, you're a little bit, you're a little bit stuck. So it's great to then have these ideas that you can go back to and think, well, then wasn't possible in September 2020, but looking forward to September 2021, that could be something we could do. So definitely write, write your ideas down. I think they're fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing those three tips. The one I like is your final one, which I call having an idea catcher. So that's what I have myself when I'm sort of thinking of new ideas. So love that third tip. And I hope people can put that into practice straight away. Christopher, how can people interact with you online? The best way to get me would be on LinkedIn. Um, I'll, you'll have the, the link in, in the podcast uh, description pretty active on LinkedIn. Any any messages, I'll, I'll respond. And if I can help you, I'd certainly be happy. Awesome. To all the listeners listening in, that LinkedIn link will be on my blog post relating to this podcast. And look, Christopher, it's been such a joy chatting with you today. Thank you very much. No, thanks very much, Ed. It's been a pleasure to, to be on the show. What a brilliant podcast chat with Christopher. And I really do hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. For me, we covered so much in a short period of time particularly if you're a sports student or a graduate and wanted to learn how to apply your degree into the sports industry. I hope you've got a better understanding now because we covered so much with regards to Christopher's experience during uni, then doing his master's and then applying it into the golf industry. But from a fan engagement perspective, the biggest takeaway is how he got that job in um, where he is now at Golf National is it was his master's study that created a talking point with regards to him landing that role from one conversation on the phone. I think I wanted to emphasize that point because, as he said, he was reaching out, starting conversations, but then when he started to talk about his master's project, that's how it opened up doors. So I want to share with you that leveraging your work and your studies is crucial with regards to starting those conversations. But from a sports career development perspective, I hope you've got a better understanding that writing down your notes and ideas is so important with regards to your own development. Without a doubt, I write 
notes so much with regards to certain ideas I have that could benefit you as the listener, benefit ideas for my podcast show, my website. So it's the same thing. Writing down your ideas is a great way to bring things to the table in a working environment, but also to your own personal brand as well. Like without a doubt, having a pen and paper and writing down ideas and keeping them is so important because you just never know when that idea becomes a reality. So on that note, write down your ideas, put them into practice today and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Christopher said, focus on the skills you want to improve in the area you want to work in or specialize in. That is key to your growth.